0: He's making me What's time thing to think they
1: kill i keep a fire lose a living I gotta go faster Keep up the pace Just
0: to stay in the human race I could go supersonic The problem's chronic
2: nachos amigos and welcome to another fantastic episode of record breakers i'm pd rave your ringleader, your point guard your guy over here is gonna probably not talk much here with me as always is my team my squad squad goals hashtag squad goals uh we've got brett hey everybody we've got patrick hi and somewhere stewing in his own misery we've got drew
0: and Kyrie's hurt and we got McCown down and he's old. And I don't even understand sports anymore. <laughs> done.
2: But that being said, we're here together gathered to talk about music. And of the provider of said music this week is none other than me. I get excited every time I get to say that. Uh, I am providing with the group none other than Pantera and vulgar display of power. Um, this is a fascinating album. It's that album with the guy getting punched in the face. You know, you all know it. It's the dudes who made the you know the metal music. Uh, it's Dimebag Darrell. Uh, of course, I chose this oh, because you mean Diamond Diamond Darrell, uh, formerly Diamond Daryl. officially changed his name to Dimebag Darrell uh, upon this uh, album's culmination. Uh, it was an, uh it was an interesting tra- like final transition into. The Pantera sound of the '90s from that weird glam metal band they were before this, uh, and it is definitely an, an interesting, f- cool, fascinating album and a nice showcase for the skills. And I have to ask you guys: I'll start with I'll start with you, Brett. What expectations did you have coming into this album?
3: I mean, I I never listened to Pantera that much. Um, you know, I had friends that listened to him. But, but like I've talked to you guys about like the, the nineties is where we've had a lot of albums come from. And 90% of the music that I listened to in that <laughs> era or from that era was in my car. And, you know, it's, it, you know, I was the only one that had a car. So all of my friends didn't get to choose the music. Um, so we didn't listen to Pantera and of the style that that we got, I only really listened to to some guar But they were lampooning the entire genre and weren't nearly the same. Um, But uh, listening to this album, I I was way overdue. I mean, especially as somebody who, like, I'll I'll talk about it later, but, like, I was in a, I, I had a chance in my life, as dumb as it was for me to be there, of playing on Dimebag's rig and playing on a Dimebag guitar. Yeah. for real and I had no idea what any of those tools were meant to do. I just looked at them and was like, "Huh?"
2: But yeah. 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 Uh Patrick, what expectations did you have coming into this album? I, I know you're familiar.
1: Um I have to I always argue which which Pantera record is my favorite Pantera record, Cowboys or Vulgar Display of Power, and I go back and forth and I still don't know. <laughs> um I I am a sucker for Pantera in a way that I I just I don't love any any of the thrash bands before this or and especially not a lot of the metal that came after it until, you know, a couple of years ago when like death metal happened that I like as much as Pantera. They are they they make they make heavy ass metal but it's also groovy as fuck. Um I I that all said, uh the older I get, the more I hate Phil Anselmo as a human being. Well, and fair. and just try to ignore that he is a person, but that he has a relatively unique voice and metal, and it sort of really suited this band yeah
2: uh drew, what expectations did you have coming into this album um as we all got tweeted
0: I'll, I'll get get I'll, I'll get more uh, into this in my review, but I have quite the history in this. I always go into when we do metal bands, I always say I'm sort of picky with my metal. Um, and there's a reason for that. Um, so I sort of knew what I was getting into. Um, I had a, the weird thing was I've never heard, uh, Pantera put together either of the CDs that swagger just listed, put them together themselves and sort of pick the track order because I had a friend who we were both super into metal and he just put, it was in the days of Napster kids and he just <laughs> downloaded both albums and just shoved them on a CD and didn't pay attention to track listings. <laughs> so like to give you an idea, a uh, walk was track one. So yeah, that was a thing. That was um, random. So, so <laughs> I would, I, I had both of those albums, but I did not know the order of the songs went in. So there was that. So I was interested to see what the actual vision for the album was from the band that made the songs. Yes. So. Um,
3: Drew, yeah. 90s kids will, will know. Yes. The The poorly uh, the burned CD in like 96k songs. Letter out of order. It was, it, was, it, was,
0: it was great when you got the one that was like this is the real big fish CD and then it had like the one like Super Ska Smash Mouth song for no reason. <laughs> and it was like that's Led- <laughs> when you start a right.
3: parody song and it's by Weird Al. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in, yeah. in your, yes.
2: Napster. Yeah.
3: Um, gotta,
0: gotta love poorly tagged music in exactly. the early
2: days. Oh, the struggle. Late 90s kids struggle. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about this uh, album thematically and musically. Yeah, this is a, a big part of this album musically is, uh, the, is that transition over to this more heavy style, this more melodic metal style, this. You know, and the big element that you that really is the, the everything kind of revolves around is Dimebag Darrow's guitar play. Uh, Dime I will Dero. argue that. I will argue that uh, a big part of that. Like and of that. course, there's the vocals of Phil Anselmo. Uh,
0: noted asshole
1: Phil Anselmo.
2: Noted
3: hey, asshole. this is record breakers, not people breakers. Exactly. <laughs> we uh, went
0: over this with CeeLo Green.
2: <laughs>
3: yes.
0: May that episode uh, rest in peace.
3: Uh, oh, we need to explain that sometime, but later, later, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> everything later. Uh,
2: Dimebag Darrell's guitar play, which is inventive and t- it's just it's fantastic. Uh, you know, Vinnie Paul, fantastic drummer, uh, accompanied Daryl well. They they were they were brothers in, in not just in blood but in music. They they kind of were meant for each other. The fact like it's almost like kismet that two the two brothers that came from the same womb can fit so well together musically. Uh, it's just so fantastic. Um, I'm not good at, at like I said before, I'm not good at, uh, articulating what things are musically, but I'll let the guys talk about that. Brett, how would you describe this album musically?
3: Oh, Jesus. Um, like, first off, (laughs) I mean, not to, not to put, you know, dime bag is second fiddle. The drums on this album, make this album for me. Um, Mm -hmm. because there, there's something about, uh, when when you take the drums to ten, and that's the only thing you can do, and you can't that that's the reference point, turning your drums up to ten or is meaningless. There is some times where they turn the drums up to two, and then they turn it up to ten, and it, there's so some dynamics in that that just you know you can't get, um, and the the drums are. Amazingly, very. I mean, there's some major thrash going on. There's a lot of double bass going on, but there are times when you will hug the ride and you will hit the snare on the three. You know, you, you aren't hitting that thing all the time. And, and right. like, I'd like to think of it as the this is what post load Lars Ulrich was trying to do. <laughs>
1: like, you know, even but down to the point where lack of the talent. Yeah, well,
3: there. <laughs> I lack mean, the, there's the a talent or the talent. taste. Like when they bring in the double bass, it's every now and then you get a taste of the double bass and then they take it off and you just get the kick on the one and the three or, you know, every now and then. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it puts a real foundation to the music that you wouldn't get if you're just full on thrash all the time. Everybody's doing the, you know, everything comes at the same speed. There's some speed shifts that go on in this. It's way more advanced than it should be with the drums. Um and also they put drum reverb on, which makes me smile. Is you know, it's not quite a fiddle Column doo 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 doo, but it's still, you know, it's it's there and it's totally a thing that people did at that time. Um the the guitar work, I mean I I didn't want to take anything away from Mr. Daryl uh, uh of you know, his his uh amazing sound that he got out of like I you know, going back to what I was talking about earlier, where I played on a rig that was a dime bag rig. I don't, it wasn't period correct to this, but it made a lot of sense. It was a it was a Dean Explorer style. It had the lightning. It's,
1: it's called an ML. Is yeah. the the yeah? The it had
3: it was lightning. It was signed yeah. by him, and stuff. So I, yeah. I I played on it through a, a Randall Warhead. That was oh, his signature, yeah. and it had four twelves. And one fifteen, and I was like, what in the world is Dimebag Daryl doing with a 15? This is, this is in a bass rig. And I did a, a palm muted power cord on it. And this is totally the rig that Dimebag would, would want. You know, it makes complete sense. That is the most creamy, chuggy, crunchy amp that I ever played through. Now, I didn't know a lot of Pantera. That was not the group that I was following when I was into that kind of stuff. But it made me appreciate now going back and listening to this album. That guitar, it it hangs out in the frequency range a lot lower than a lot of a lot of bands of. It's eq'd lower and it's mixed lower, but it's not straight up drop D. It's it's like he's still going up the neck and playing like like a madman.
0: There's there's a definite science. Low. Yeah, there's a definite science. It was you can tell when musicians get into the technical aspect because they know the exact gear for the exact style (laughs) they want to play. And Pantera (coughs) knew it very well.
3: And I couldn't do anything with that gear that I do, but I still, I have a million times more respect now that I've heard a lot more. I mean, like I said, I should have, I should have made my way to this album long before now, especially seeing that I listened to bands that were, you know, close to Pantera. But, uh, and, you know, there, there are other things that are really good. The bass is good. Vocals are of the time and the style and the and genre. Of, and of the guy, yeah. Take, but, you know, it, we're not on people breakers. But, yes. uh But, you know, I, I think if you just go into it with the two guys with beards, that one of them is purple, the other one is very nicely trimmed, um, and uh, you, you just go into that. These are the guys that were on Guitar World when I bought Guitar World, yes. selling me Dean guitars and, like, wireless systems but you know i'll let you guys talk about what you thought actually you need to talk about what you thought i want to hear what pd what does pantera mean to you what is you never get to talk about things
2: i I, Pantera. i mean dime back daryl and like vinnie paul these guys just it's just like it's an uh album i didn't discover at the time but it's an album i discovered later on i can't pinpoint the exact time and it's an album that grew on me and it's an album that to this day I can still l- listen to all all throughout, you know, all through. And Dimebag Darrow's guitar play is just creative and crazy and fun. And, like, he's a nut job and he's awesome. And, like, you can feel his personality in his music of this awesome, cool dude that just wants to party and, like, wail on guitars. And, like, you know, and his, like, attitude and personality, you can feel it in his music. Like, it's just uh it's just something that i love like yeah, you know, uh i'll talk more about Dimebag later on uh but i'll 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 get a little gushy uh uh later on but uh i'll go to the guys patrick what would be some of the themes elements that you know you would bring out on how would you describe this musically
1: uh, i will second that vinnie paul is <laughs> one of my favorite drummers in all of metal uh, his wit like like uh Brett said he does they do actually use dynamics in the drums, but when they want to, his drums sound fucking enormous, like the last guy who had drums that sounded this big was fucking John Bonham, and I'm not comparing the two stylistically or talent wise but in terms of the sound they got out of a set of drums like the drums sound like they're they're fucking gigantic yeah,
3: it's it's half the mix it's it's serious yeah it's it's, 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 it's how it was
1: recorded and and just how they how they did it and i i <laughs> love that and his playing is creative so uh, this is what 92 or so um so what you're what you're coming out of is everyone either uh, like metal was broken down to guys who sounded like they were in megadeth or metallica or anthrax who all kind of had drummers that played the same uh, varying levels of ability, or you had like the the Slayer crowd, the guys who ran on kicks, like Dave Lombardo, and I like that. But Phil or uh, <laughs> Vinny Paul Vinnie. did his own Vinnie Paul did his own thing. He he could run on the kicks, and briefly at times he would, but then he'd go do something else. And he the a thing that you see here is him and him and Daryl maybe in some weird psychic brother thing just they connected and they could play parts that didn't feel like they fit together but they fucking fit together and it it really worked out um we haven't mentioned the bass player rex brown rex brown's just a good fucking bass player you're in a metal band with one guitar player and you're the bass player you got to be the guitar player when he's playing a solo and rex can fucking do that just hold the fort down make shit happen and but keep up with with the you know the sort of Technical yeah, of a lot yeah, of the rest. Yeah, there, there's parts Especially, where it's just,
2: just the guitar solo, and then yeah. everybody's just chilling.
3: Yeah, when the, when the 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 guitar already is hanging out in frequencies where the bass guitar's upper register hangs out in, you've got to be tight and be noticeable where you're at for not to get your feet stepped on by the mm-hmm. by the guitar. And they did a great job at that. Mm-hmm.
1: So, and it, in the same way that Vinnie Paul was a different drummer than the guys that came before. Daryl was a different guitar player. Uh, the guy, everyone before this sounded either like Dave, basically tried to sound like Dave Mustaine, who is fucking good and does, does his thing really well. Everyone sounded like that or abused a wah pedal like Kirk Hammett often did.
3: Or um, played solos that were written by Dave Mustaine like Kirk Hammond. Yeah,
1: yeah, like Kirk Hammett did. I mean, it all comes back to Dave Mustaine. Everyone wanted to sound like Dave Mustaine on Kill 'Em Em All. That's, that's what they were trying to sound like. I'm still trying to do it. <laughs> yeah, and I don't blame you. It, that that's fucking
0: Dave The guitar work on that album was some of the best guitar work, yeah, ever on put down in rock music. Yeah. Yeah, it it was, was great. So the, the there were th- there was shit.
1: Everything Dime did on this record and and the one before it, somebody aped uh, the the biggest person copier of Dimebag style who got famous on it was Zach Wilde, who fucking shamelessly ripped off of the style. Uh, in in the two big things, the two things that were that are Daryl's signatures are uh, are uh, pinch harmonics, which are those crazy like uh, you don't really hear it here, but in Cemetery Gates, the whole riff's based on it. it squealies, it squealy, squealy things, and then squealies the, and mealy's. the squealies, yeah. And then he would do this uh, the dime squeal, where so he had a the full squeal. floating trem on his ML, he dumped the bar all the way to the body of the guitar, so the strings are slack grab a chord and then basically yank it off the guitar. So you would go from slack strings to through like strings being in tune, holding a note and then just pulling it into the sky. Like the, the, the next guy who did that did it with a pedal called a digitech whammy. That was the only way you could recreate it without, ripping it's yeah, like a video. Rose trim a video off a guitar
2: there's a video so they, they shared on facebook of him like showing how he does it like describing yeah. Yeah. it and like i, I remember what was
1: going on physically like, in high school i had a shitty squire guitar that had a full floating <coughs> floyd rose trem, trying to figure out how to do that
3: what you oh. do is it's 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 the science of when you find a certain part of the neck and you, you you put the pick of your 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 pick like next to the, mm-hmm. the your thumb and you hit one note and then it like <coughs> hits your thumb at the right distance to where the frequency peaks up about like three octaves or so. Mm-hmm. It like and plays a harmonic. It's like, so hard to do. Mm-hmm. It's like I and And you, you go and listen to Cemetery Gates
1: and he's like he doing control. six of them at a time. You do it all day <coughs> every day. Yep. And, and, okay, did, and and just what he did. And and no one Everyone does that in metal now, like the whole like new wave of American (laughs) heavy metal. All those guys pinch harmonic constantly because Dime did it and because it was a cool sound that I mean, you hear little bits of it before this, but that was that's one of my like his sound was before him. No one sounded like him. He was not copying anyone. He was doing his own goddamn
0: thing. He was was after him. Everyone wanted.
1: Yeah. And after him, everyone did it. Mm -hmm. I mean, crazy. Yeah. And and that like I like I said I I will gush about Pantera so I'm going to shut up. Yes. Uh true. Well yeah. how would you describe this album musically?
0: I I'm really glad Swagger stopped gushing about Pantera so I can continue to gush about Pantera. <laughs> um, that's that's really great. Hey, welcome to the jerk off hour of Pantera. Here's Here's that motion. Like, let's do that. Let's roll the dice. Um I can't be objective about this band. I can't. There it is not possible for me to sit down objectively and break down this band. This band has so much nostalgia for me that it is insane. Um I always harp on me being really really particular about my metal. And it's because when I go back and I listen to metal bands that like maybe I used to listen to when I was younger or like new <coughs> metal bands coming out or whatever. I always, I always get to this place where like, I think about it and I was like, why did I listen to so much metal as a kid? And then I did, I put on a pan, like I put on a Pantera song or like a record or like this record. And it's like, it's like a warm blanket. It's, it's everything that I think is great about like the heavy side of metal like the insanely ridiculous heavy side everyone so far has talked about how insane Dimebag's guitar playing is. And it is the soul, like the way that man can solo and make sounds come out like in bridges and stuff is just, it's nuts. But there is a Keith moon quality. And I don't say that lightly about his guitar playing. And what I mean by that is he knows when to not be insane. Word, Keith Moon could be insane. Keith Moon was an amazing drummer, he was,
2: he but was Keith the Moon wasn't for animal.
0: <laughs> he could right. turn it off. Yeah, like, but in the verses, Dimebag will turn it the fuck off so that he gets out of the way and lets the vocals run with it. And that vocal, the that like half yell, half scream vocal, everyone. I'm not kidding you. Everyone, when I was growing up in the Akron, Kent area in the metal scene, you you wanted to be Pantera. You were ripping off the guitar riffs, you were ripping off the vocal styles, you were ripping off the crazy drumming. Like there is a distilled essence of like what heavy metal is to me in Pantera that is impossible for me to objectively sit down and like try to break it apart because it is. Fantastically perfect. It is it is well oiled to a T. It's insane. Um it's if all metal like I, I put this in my notes. If all metal was like this, I don't know if I would have joined the ska band. Like <laughs> it's it's so good. It's so well done to a T. The, the, Brett said it. There's they have gear, all of the band they took the time to really think about it, to think about the sound that they wanted to achieve and think about the style that they wanted to do. Because when you look at dime especially Dimebag, when you look at Dimebag's gear, it, it is scientifically purposed for the sound that they were going after. Like you don't do, you don't do the recording techniques or the gear or, Anything that they were doing without exactly knowing the science of why they wanted to create that sound and what they were going after, they they thrash was great because there was a brutal, speedy technicality to it. And I didn't say, "Okay, Google." (laughs) A brutal. (laughs) But
3: but like,
2: Uh, but this brutal. There you go.
3: But (laughs) um. Are we just throwing your phone off like crazy?
0: Is spoke OK like Google to it, and
3: A Brutal the same thing?
0: Spoke to it, and I didn't say, OK Google, suck them, is what I got. Um, <laughs> but, so, but like, Thrash Metal was great because of its brutal, fast <sighs> style. that also had a lot going on underneath it. What Pantera did, um, and Pantera, like, they coined that sort of groove metal thing that came up that sort of bands like we were talking about sort of emulated for a while and still do in the metal scene. And what they did was they slowed that speed metal thing down and then focused on the technicality. They still sped it up at times. And I'll go into that when we talk about the, the music, but like they still had a tendency to speed it up every once in a while, but they never got it so fast that it was just blindingly fast you still got that they knew what the fuck they were doing and it was fantastic for them.
2: yeah yeah it, it is just it is just uh, so much good so much good so much good dynamics so much good creativity uh we talk about some <laughs> as, as we continue the circle jerk let's talk about some key tracks uh, of course <laughs> there's there's one track you talk about nostalgia for the 90s for all the wrestling fans a little bit of nostalgia with one of the tracks many people will remember as the theme song to Rob Van Dam. You know, he was coming down the ring. You knew the song. You heard the song. You knew who was coming to the ring, and of course, the song was "Walk." Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. It is the perfect. It is. It you. You once you listen to, it, you know why it's a perfect wrestling theme because it is a. It has an energy that is deliberate. Uh, it is. I'm walking into this room. Fuck you. I'm I'm coming to assume you can all can fuck off. Uh or you know it has a deliberate energy and a deliberate pace that, you know, has a has that attitude, that that swagger to it. Uh you know you have cool songs like This Love, which is just like a ballad, fucking ballad on a metal record. Uh we have great tracks like Rise, uh No Good, Attack the Radical, uh Live in a Hole and, you, and it, it all caps off with this emotional track in hollow after all this metal you get this like emotional track about you know a a friend's suicide or attempted suicide uh which is you know uh kind of kind of hits you in the feels a little bit if you're you're a bro like me it hits you in the bro feels a little bit uh but yeah some some great tracks Uh, i'll let you guys expound uh since you guys are better at that uh brett I'll, i'll start with you again what were some of the key tracks for you
3: Okay, so there there's some some qualities to the 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 sound that I brought recently for Red Volker where I was like, you know, metal guys can play fast, but they can't always play clean. Uh Dime could play clean. Uh in Rise, you know, it starts off as pure thrash, but the guitar solo is amazingly tremendous. Every time I listen to this through this album, I, I came back to the solo. It is so fast but the gain isn't so much that it's just a, a square wave spitting back noise. You can actually hear every single time a finger hit the fretboard through that amazing run that he did through that solo. I haven't really heard anything quite like that at that level in that era. Uh, um, this, this, it's, it's so amazing to be able to hear that somebody is doing like you you can hear it. it's like, oh, that's a crazy little chromatic run before he runs back into pentatonic into, you know, it's it's just kind of neat to be able to be able to hear the, the the little nuances of the licks that they're doing because, you know, heavy metal licks. Back through all the, you know, even back, you'll hear a lot of a lot of talk from Dave Mustaine. I guess Dave Mustaine will talk to you about, you know, the stuff that the Led Zeppelin was playing, the stuff that he wrote when he was in Metallica and stuff through Megadeth is pretty simple guitar stuff. But when you hone that blade and you throw in stuff that you learn from other genres or stuff that you innovate on, this is a, a very good example of that. Um, I I want to go then next to, you know, when I when I talk about clarity of Red Volkert. Um there's this man named Bob Heil. Uh he he <laughs> was a sound man for uh for The Grateful Dead. Uh he did a lot of innovations. He's they made Heil Sound makes uh microphones now used by a lot of people to broadcast. He also made a device called the Talkbox Box, uh, yeah. made famous by a man named Peter Frampton. Uh anytime, you know, this isn't quite sprawing, although you guys won't hear me talk about spraying because that episode was lost. But sprawing was was a was an effect that was used uh for CeeLo green that uh, that like stuck with me every time every time live in a hole came up i heard heavy metal talk box and heavy metal talk box that isn't like it, it, it's more of the the it, it, it's <coughs> it's less the do you feel like i do it's more of the uh of the richie sambora but it is certainly heavy metal. And any time that somebody uses their mouth to play guitar, whether it's Hendrix or not, uh, using your guitar and your mouth at the same time to make tone is, is fantastic. Um, and there, there's another song that sort of makes me want to look back at the, 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 the things that inspired Pantera in uh, regular people. There's a part in the solo... Where there's, it's not just a guitar solo. It's a rush free will type solo where the bass starts going off and it's going off in one direction and the guitar is going off on this crazy wah pedal type. It's almost exactly, you know, point for point. The guitar is doing something sonically that is so much different where the bass is hanging out down low doing these crazy things that. Heavy metal bass shouldn't be doing um, and really impressing me. And it, it's, you know, it's just something that I don't compare a lot of people to Rush because there are not a whole lot of people that are weird enough or willing to put themselves out in that strange space. But when you let your bassist go walk around like that <laughs> and while your guitarist is, you know, it, their level, the levels were the same. Like, it was, there was nothing that was overpowering. It was, they were going off at the same time. It was an everybody solo that, that you can get behind. Yes. And I enjoyed it very much.
2: Yes. Uh, yes. Some fantastic reasons. Uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you?
1: Um, other than just, I will say, the first five songs on this record are fucking perfect to me. Like, that is, that is about as strong as five songs in a row can be. Uh that has ever been other than the first Pantera record, which kind of matches it. Um, uh, I'll talk about just uh, to me, walk is the definitive Pantera song. Like it is, it is the one that everyone knows and it's so goddamn simple right up until you get to the solo. Like it is, it is dead simple. It is, it is a riff. Anyone can learn how to play at a very basic level. They will play it poorly, but like it's, it's so simple but it's so goddamn heavy and it has a great solo um and one uh, i'll talk about this love um pantera ballads are fun uh cemetery gates i think is still the best of that particular pantera subgenre of songs but <laughs> but uh this love is fantastic and it's it it's just it's a heavy song it 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 has dynamics which metal doesn't always have, which is sometimes a problem uh,
3: especially of the decade that this that when decade, this yes. thing came out there was no dynamics
2: I, I do enjoy in in this love uh they they give a nice shout out to their uh, glam metal uh roots by uh, giving love fist legendary band, <laughs> glam metal
1: band yeah. a, a shout out love fest yeah <laughs> shout out to love fist um but on this record, the song that I come back to and the song that is, um, for whatever reason, the one I love is fucking hostile. That, that song, if you're having a bad day, that in your car, screaming, you know, screaming, we stand alone. And before the guitar solo is just, it's, it's everything good about metal in the cheesiest way. Like, it, like the sort of aggression of it all and that's not really for me very often but sometimes sometimes you just want to yell at the world and that's a really really good song about yelling at the world and uh sort of with within that um uh and, and more so with 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 a couple of the songs on here phil anselmo has issues with with god and faith and religion and they made the best goddamn songs that's that's what phil should be allowed to talk about everything else phil should shut up about but like his own personal struggle with god which is a weird thing to sing about in metal because usually they're either like I, either metal is like satanic to to the to a to tongue-in-cheek point joke of, uh, parody, point yeah. Or like, or like, it's fucking striper. But like, this was genuinely a guy struggling with the role of faith in his life,
0: and and, and that that made like good fucking songs. Yeah, like, I, and that, I, like, yeah. I, I fail to not respect. I mean, like, 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 he did a lot of like fucked up shit. In fucking horrible. <laughs> but this is this is not this is not people breakers. But let me people break for a second. Okay, Brett. <laughs> um, uh, thank you for drinking your wine in the bottom that nobody will ever see. Um, but
2: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, guys.
0: <laughs> but but no, that's that's the that's thing, right? It's, like, there there was something. As as a man who who dabbles in faith himself, I can understand where he's coming from. And I I found them at a young age, and that's why I think my nostalgia bone gets hit. Is it, there was a man there that. Had some sort of pool like pool from a theologic standpoint, not like an in ground pool, but a pool <laughs> um pull from a theologic standpoint um that but there was still the there was still the questions and i me and many of the people around me who are religious think like that that if you don't question if you don't the wonder what like the bad like thoughts in your brain and all that sort of thing if you don't wonder about that you don't question the reasoning behind things then you're not a true that like you don't truly believe anyways so like that that to me from what swagger was saying is very much something that like on a subconscious level always worked with me on this band and i didn't realize until later that that could be part of it as well you're gonna go mushy lovey dovey about
1: yeah, about, I just think it's an odd topic for metal. Metal no. is either about fucking or Satan, and those uh, are the. I, I and, will get behind you. It is fucking
3: or Satan, not striper, because yeah. uh, you know you, I go to the heavy metal yardstick that is Spinal Tap. Yeah, <laughs> yes. uh, you know you got your big bottom, but you also got your uh, your your Stonehenge. You know, it's,
1: yeah, I, I, I will which, also is, like which to... is talking about either the occult or girls with fat asses. Like that I is what also... I mean. That is fucking. Or or Satan. I or would also economy. like
2: to give uh, bands like Demon Hunter and 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 the like uh, a shout
1: oh, out. there's shatter. there's there's tons of other stuff. I'm just oh. saying like. Like, I love is. Demon Hunter.
3: And it's let's not let us not forget Guar, because you know, but seriously, was,
1: was singing about space Satan.
3: Really. No, they were lampooning the entire yeah. genre that yeah. we're talking about today, exactly. But, uh, yes. but yes,
1: but also making on, it,
0: because it's fun.
3: But they were good. So at it, so, so
0: yes. spinal tap.
1: Yes. Yeah.
3: Well, you know what? You leave. You know, there were former members of Lenny and the Squigtones and future members of the uh, what, what was their band in. Uh, uh, a mighty wind uh the the folksman yeah you know yeah. nobody has the range that uh, Nigel Tufnell has yes exactly
2: <laughs> uh but yes moving along Drew what would be some of the key tracks for you
0: all right well i'm going to start with uh, walk cuz those <coughs> four chords you know exactly what's coming Rob In, like Van that opening the oh. rift yep. Yeah, S- you know rvd is about to um beat you up no but like the opening riff that sort of drives the entire song is just to me one of those perfect metal riffs um it's four chords it's simple but (sighs) as soon as you hear it you have a sneer on your face you have your fist in the air and your head's banging forwards and backwards for the next five minutes you know that's going to happen you just let it happen um You might even scream the chorus along. It's that it it embodies to me like what's great about Pantera um, in that song. It's simple. It grooves. There's insane shredding in the middle. And it's about sort of that sort of like what you're going to come at me with this like bring it sort of thing um, that I kind of like the bravado of at points. Um and that bravado is exactly why it makes a great uh wrestling entrance music in my yes. opinion. Um, then we're go we'll get to this love because uh, Pete said it. It's sort of weird on this type of record to have the ballad, but I think every um good heavy metal band with their salt has a ballad or two. Um, and they sl- they slow it down and it's not it's it's ballady, but that chorus breaks into some. Pretty heavy guitar riffing, um, which I think is fantastic. So you you never get you never get away from the dime bag riffing. Um, and then I'm gonna go with a new level for my third one because that song to me when I when I say this band hits a nostalgia bone for me, um, this is the this song was I think something that <coughs> the Akron Kent metal scene heard. And everyone, like, every metal in Northeast Ohio was like, I want to make songs like this. Um, it, 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 there's something in that local scene that just felt, going back to it and sort of looking at it with a more critical eye, like, for it and sort of piecing it together. Uh, they ripped it off. <laughs> like, they ripped off the sound from, like, the stuff like this. It's, and it gives me that warm, fuzzy feeling. In the chorus, it's just there's something familiar to it and nice about it that I wish I could put into better words than just gushing over it like a schoolgirl talking about Justin Bieber. Like, I just don't I don't. It's a thing that happened. Yep.
3: And I, I never once mistook you for a schoolgirl talking about Justin Bieber. You sure? Be fair. Well, if it was maybe, Ohio's Justin it.
2: Bieber, Maybe. That, fi- that face did get a little bit smooth lately. So, you know, mm-hmm. you have that, a little bit more of a baby face complexion going there. Well, less,
3: of, less, of, less of this thing going on.
2: mustache. I love that every once in a while I, I put myself a fake mustache even though I've got a full beard.
3: Well, you know, so some people can grow a mustache that overpowers their beard. And some of us are just me and Petey. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. Uh, but with that being said, Speaking of men with great beards, uh, let's talk conclusive thoughts about this album. Uh, Brett, what would you conclude about this album?
3: Well, while my beard is shorn and not purple, um, I, I do find a lot of things about this album that I, I I feel kind of bad that this was the music that I avoided. And, and this is one of those bands that I avoided because the kind of people and you know th- there's a guy whose name is Dimebag Darrell yes. and um of you know a- at that time w- when this stuff was happening you now I was I was young um and by the time I was old enough to respect this I was into punk rock and you know I was into some stuff that was heavy but it had to be technically amazing and in front of me all the time and this just never got slid in front of me for the taste test And I'm glad that now that I'm 31 years old, that I finally get to go back and hear some of, you know, the thing like a more detailed version of of what I got little tastes of. And I think that's what anybody who hasn't had Pantera put in front of them on a platter. This is us. This is Petey in particular being like, here, this is something you're never going to get any more of. This is something that you can't get anymore of, but there is stuff that you still have and you can still enjoy. And you know, even beyond the story that's behind it, you know that this is something that you should you should look at and listen to. And don't play people breakers, play record breakers, the home yeah. game, and we'll talk about how you can do that later. Yes. Listen to Petey.
2: There's, there's a yeah. good person. It's, it's, to
3: break. There's in their hills.
2: Yes. They're they're don't don't, don't 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 ignore the asshole. Just pay attention to the really awesome dude with the beard playing guitar and his his awesome drummer brother.
3: Don't let one person ruin an entire band.
2: Yes, uh, but yeah, Patrick. What would be your conclusive thoughts on the album?
1: Um, just go back and listen to all the first three Panter. Well, the the three really really great Pantera records, which are Cowboys from Hell, Volgarian Display of Power, and Far Beyond Driven. Like the three that I feel like are the best of pantera after that after those three they kind of started to decline before the band broke up and on the way up it was more of a glam band and ain't nobody got time for that yes, um, oh i do <laughs>
2: it, it may come You're back you know diamond daryl
3: might, metal might magic may be coming
1: <laughs> yes. but no like, we doing that. But yeah. like I've, I've been listening to this stuff since i learned what metal was sometime in my early teen years like I I've I've paid for Pantera albums in physical form. That's like how That's long like I've 20 been twenty bucks, dude. I know, I know. And I had I was like on Napster and stuff. Like it goes back a while <laughs> that I was buying Pantera Records.
0: Yeah.
1: Um they're they're a unique band of their era and no one ever could quite sound like them and no one before them quite sounded like it. So, yeah, go listen to this and Cowboys and Far Beyond Driven. Uh, or, and they also they have a great live album. I love bands that know how to make a live album. 101 Live Proof is how you do a fucking live record. Mm-hmm. You, pay all, you play all the good songs, you play them perfectly, and you go home. Yes.
2: and You, you, you knock back a, a snake bite and you go home. Uh, or
1: what, what was it a black tooth grin was Daryl's drink black tooth
2: grin or a snake bite I think it's a t- couple of names for the same thing but it's crown of coke which is basically. just
1: crown royal with a splash of coke <laughs>
3: yes I, I, I yeah
2: crown royal with a splash of coke I not give the, I. the
3: Brett Hibbert seal of approval Yes. yeah
1: crown royal with splash of coke for color black tooth exactly. grin exactly uh, true
2: person who will not be uh, enjoying a black tooth grin anytime <laughs> soon uh <laughs>
0: Here's my knowledge of drinks. They Uh, have alcohol in them. Um... Really good with that. But, um... No, the... If you missed out on Pantera like Brett did... There is more there than I think... Anybody outside of metal really realizes. Um... Metal is sort of a hard genre for a lot of folks to get into. Um because a lot of folks maybe are put off by the, the sound the tonality uh, that you get with a lot of metal bands. Like Brett said, the wall of sound that you get uh, with a lot of too much gain and stuff like that with bands you get metal. Pantera had a technicality to them that is unmatched. There is amazingness. They are influential. Um, uh, beyond a lot of bands that you get out of metal. I will put them, I will go on record. Um, if you look at bands nowadays, you look at bands that came out in metal, uh, since Pantera and since like that era of Pantera, they are band for band, pound for pound, more influential than Slayer. I will go and I will say that till my grave. Um, and sure. Some of the things that Pantera inspired are not worth going and seeking out just not it's not great music pantera was um and there are members of the band that have stated that as recently as 2012 that if what happened that night in columbus didn't happen that we could have maybe seen more pantera yeah we will not without Dimebag, um and that is a loss I think for music as a whole, um, Pantera was just great. It, it they made great music, even some of their glam stuff that was cheesy. <laughs> like yes. they they had when you get musicians that know how to create music, no matter what genre it is. I don't care who y'all are, you could be Squiggles. Yep.
3: And yeah. I I'm, well, I'm waiting for the messages from him.
0: Yes. Like it's like. It's, and there's, I I feel like I brought the mood down. Um, <laughs>
3: there is, there he is. He brought up Squiggles. Them. Everybody's smiling now because the people that are in the know, they're like, I know
0: Squiggles. Yeah. He brought stuff. Yeah. Like, and, and that's the thing is like Squiggles, you will not mistake him for somebody who loves him some metal music. Um, He is not, he is not listening to Mashuga on repeat. That's not Squiggles. He ain't got no
3: Slayer CDs. No, right. or, uh, no yeah
0: he's he's not, not carving pentagrams with a knife into his chest, like that's not squiggles, but i I guarantee squiggles will come out from this when he hears Pantera is going to be listened to. he listens to Pantera. I guarantee you that Brett will get some messages of, wow, these guys are actually super good at this because they are, yeah, like musicians it could be it could be ska music, it could be r- hip hop, it could be funk, it could be metal even if you aren't into those genres when musicians get together and make that music there's something special about it and that's what pantera was um and i as the guy from ohio i apologize for columbus eh.
3: as the guy Sorry. from indiana you can't be responsible for all of ohio
2: yes it's 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 not fair it's not fair to you to take responsibility His couch anything was alone. half
0: decent, and they didn't put a wide receiver in front of him at all.
2: I we this isn't pre-show, the show. Yes, this <laughs> is <laughs> the show. The show. This is the, the show,
3: show. The show. Yes.
2: Yeah. Um. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I had to bring it up. Um. Uh, yeah. I, I won't dwell on it because we've we've talked. This is a pretty long episode, so we've talked about it a lot. You know, th- there's only so much to say about how awesome Pantera is. Uh, is Paul's fantastic drummer. Rex Brown is a fantastic bassist. Phil Anselmo is a unique, interesting vocalist with something to say, and a fantastic vocalist, somebody that inspired people and and people that emulate, even if he is kind of a dick. And Dimebag Daryl is awesome, a beautiful human being, uh, somebody who you will not find anybody saying an unkind word about, except for Phil Anselmo, and he's an asshole, so nobody cares about his opinion.
3: And Dimebag didn't live to see the era where the Dimebag is legal. Yes, and that is sad. That is sad. Uh, he would have had to change his name again. Yeah, to like something you know, else.
1: To like ripping Rippin
3: solo's Daryl, or yeah. just Darryl. I was, was going to say Formerly
1: known. Nah. nah like, was, I
3: wish Dimebag was here. He would have been out there said, being all happy, living in Colorado.
2: Yeah, he. The, the, at the end of the day, this was this is something you're not going to get any more of. And uh, the fact that Dimebag Daryl is not in this world makes the world just a bit on a more uncool yeah the world would be just a bit cooler if he was still in we it. need
3: yeah we need more old heavy metal dudes and the way that he dropped off was unfortunate and could have been it, it, it could have changed it, it things could have happened that never happened and you know we we don't get dime bag anymore because somebody made a choice that dime bag's not going to happen anymore yeah, yeah.
2: and that, that's unfortunate and you know we have to kind of go forward, but we can only go back and enjoy the life that was and the music that was. Uh, but before we all get too gushy and emotional, let's head over to our main event of the evening, our haiku reviews. I'll be interested to see what you guys have to say. I'll go with you, Brett. Brett, what is your haiku? All
3: right, uh, there's no refrigerators. Uh, I guarantee that. Um, or sausage. Finger. Passion, passionately sung. From the pages of guitar world, but sadly, no more
1: Ah, mm-hmm. uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? I hate Anselmo, but dime was one of a kind, excellent metal
0: mm-hmm. drew, what is your haiku? What tense metal scene wanted to be most of all? rest in peace, dime bag mm-hmm.
2: uh, and I'll go last, a true shred master makes high-energy metal with creative licks uh yeah and that's our thoughts on pantera of course you can listen to pantera by playing record breakers a home game uh go on there on the spotify playlist exactly named record breakers home game and just subscribe to there. follow it and you'll be kept up to date uh as the weeks go on on that spotify playlist will be next week's proper episode which is provided by none other than swagger swagger What do you got for
1: us next week? So I'm going to take a firm left turn from Pantera. Uh, (laughs) But from not all that much many years later, uh, Philadelphia's own Adam and his package and his album Attention Blah Blah Blah.
2: Yes. That is going to be a fascinating discussion. To say the least. Uh, But that is it for us today. (laughs)
1: I don't know whether Drew whether Brett knows what he's getting into or not. And I feel like he would because of the other stuff he <laughs> likes, but I don't know.
2: You'll just yeah. have to tune in, everybody. You'll have to tune in to find out. And be in suspense. But that's then, and this is now, and this is Record Breakers. You can find us all over the internet. Patrick is at the swagger. Brett is at Hibid Drew's at X-Drucifer for X, if I can say it right. I am at PD Rave. The show is at 4, Record Breakers. That's the number 4, Record Breakers. Recordbreakerspodcast.com, Recordbreakerspodcast.gmail.com, Record Breakers, you know, Rebelli.net, Rebelli TV on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, look us up, find us, subscribe, like, share, do the things. Until next time. Hasta los huevos.
3: I'm waiting for the time that PD says toodaloo, and I have to say, yeah, never <laughs>